Hey dudes, this is Michael, one of the co-hosts of Two Dudes in the Nest, the show you're about to listen to. If you are a first-time listener and you've picked one of these older episodes to listen to, maybe because it's one of your favorite games on the NES, I don't blame you. However, I just want to warn you that uh, this is, some of these episodes are three, four, maybe five years old. And this is before we got new audio equipment. This is really before we even knew what we were doing. But we... You know, we want to leave them on the feed as long as we can because we want to have plenty of episodes for people to listen to. I just want to give a fair bit of warning before we get started. If you're an older listener and you're going back to listen to an episode again, uh, you may hear something new because right before the episode starts here, we're going to have an advertisement, which is probably not what you heard the first time through. But now we started doing ads in our shows, so we're going to have an ad here. Anyways, I hope you enjoy. And if you do enjoy, please subscribe to the podcast and listen to as many episodes as you can. It always helps us out. And tell a friend, too. That'd be nice. Enjoy the show. Hey, dudes. Dude Michael here. Uh, well, during our recording of this episode, just right in the middle, somewhere in the, near the end, I don't know, while we were recording, uh, Richard, who supported us on Patreon, recommended we play this game, uh, got us to even do this Iron Tank episode in the first place. He sent an email. So I just thought, special case, I was just at the top of the episode. Since we've already recorded it, I'm still sitting in here at my computer. I'd read his email. So here we go. Then we'll start the show. Richard says, hey dudes, first off, I'd like to thank you dudes for the podcast. I hope that this game doesn't fall into the recent trend of bad games. The main reason I chose this game is because it's one of the games I owned that you haven't covered yet. The only other games I owned back then that I can fully remember are sports games. Tecmo Bowl, John Elway, Double Dribble, Blades of Steel, some pinball games like Nintendo Pinball, Pinbot, Pinball Dreams, and Mario, Super Mario 1 and 3. Also Zelda, just the first one. I didn't have an NES for a long period of time. My parents bought an Atari 7800 in 1987, and my guess is we got the NES in 89 or 90. But enough about me, on to Iron Tank. Iron Tank is basically Commando or Ikari Warriors in a tank during World War II. That's basically, that's all. I didn't play those games then, so this was kind of the only one-man army game that I had. So it kind of has a spot, soft spot for me even though I couldn't remember the name of the game when I was at my local retro store, World 1-1 Games, in Santa Maria, California. Luckily, the owner of the store knew about what game I was talking about. So that's it. Again, keep up the good work. So thank you, Richard. Thanks for the email. Thanks for your support on Patreon. And now, on to the full show about it. What's up, man? Guess what? What? Chicken butt. 
Uh, <laughs> you, I think you suspected okay that. With I think you suspected that one. Yeah, yeah I, I knew it was going Oh, man. You know, we're talking about a good good game this week. Spoiler mm-hmm. alert. Yeah. But I've also got a lot of tangents. I got a lot of tangents, too. One, I want you to talk about <laughs> because I think we may run into issues with it tonight because so far your internet's been a little spotty. Yeah. Well, uh, oh, boy. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, last night was the national championship game college football national championship game and internet been working off it been working fine all day right no problem mm-hmm. you know and so i don't i don't get cable tv but we do streaming we have this service called sling i'm sure a lot of people are probably familiar with it you get like 20 channels for 20 bucks then like for five dollars you get all the sports channels so it's like 25 dollars so you get like you know 20 something channels and really the only reason you you know to use it is you know for me sports right and um, well you know comes game time and the internet just starts cutting out like every How 30 convenient. seconds convenient exactly so and, and so at, at first I reset the router didn't work at first I thought well maybe it's the channel maybe it's the service it's like overloaded or something no like everything that the internet would like every like uh my wife tried to use facetime uh and it wouldn't like it wasn't even working so the internet was like so it was it was the internet it was nothing uh-huh. else it was not espn it was not sling app it was the internet so then i'm like really mad because i really wanted to watch this game uh i'm not cheering for either team actually Kind of wish they both lose, but uh, I just you know wanted to watch the game, and I'm just thinking. So Charter really wants you to buy their cable, right? Because oh, yeah. I mean they make a lot more money on cable than they do the internet or phone service, right? You'd have right. to say. I'm not, and, I bet they make a bunch of phone service, but nobody signs up for that. Yeah, and uh, so. But people like me who skirt around it because it's cheaper to do the sling service. Uh-huh. You don't get as many channels, of course, or, as, or you don't get as many features. But you get the for somebody you like want. you get the ones you want, and it's cheap. Yep. And then, so what would be Charter's incentive to keep the internet going fast during big events? Like you know, I don't know, national championship game or Super Bowl or whatever. Not a conspiracy theorist. But well, the net neutrality is gone now, so... That's right. They could have slowed it down on they purpose, and, and it's completely legal. Yep. Uh, Although, I'll say, I will say, I also have Charter Internet, and I don't use Charter Cable either, and my stream was perfectly fine. Hmm. It must just be my area then. Maybe. Um, and like you said... Evidently, it's a little choppy on my feed tonight. I, now, I will say that I use, I tried, I had two different feeds. I have the ESPN app that I sign mm-hmm. in with the DirecTV Now service. And then I have the DirecTV Now app that streams mm-hmm. like a like a cable company would. And the ESPN app right. was trash. Like the feed was terrible. But the ESPN channel on DirecTV Now was fine. So I don't know. Well, uh, 
I don't know. It was just, it was just aggravating. But by you know second half, it was fine. Yeah. Like, actually, immediately after the halftime show, it was fine, which was fine with me because the halftime show was not really very good at all. And by the way, you didn't like we, lip syncing Kendrick Lamar. Yeah, he was lip syncing, like clearly <laughs> lip syncing. Like you could clearly see that it was not matching his voice. He wasn't even saying all the lyrics. Yeah, I know. And it was it was playing. And like, I, it, it brings me to think, like, used to it was a big deal when somebody lip synced, right? Like that was scandal of the year when somebody was caught lip syncing. Mm-hmm. Are we just cool with it now? I think we are because Garth Brooks got. In- got a little bit of heat over it because he did the same thing not a month ago at the country music awards or whatever mm-hmm. and now okay quick tangent i tangent on a tangent yeah tangent <laughs> on a tangent real quick because sean dude sean called us out on the the larry the cable guy and the Medea movie thing mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. now here i am talking about garth brooks and the country music award they're gonna think we're the just the hickest of hicks down here on this podcast <laughs> <laughs> I, right. I promise I'm not uh-huh. but anyways Garth Brooks he got caught lip syncing too during the country music awards or something mm-hmm. and his excuse well his excuse was that he had to do a show later that night because you know they tape all the, like, the live stuff earlier in the day or the whole show's earlier in the day or something yeah and then they show it at night well he had a show to do that night and he didn't want to mess his voice up blah 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 whatever I would I would rather you just sound imperfect yeah and, and, and here's the thing so like and, and I've told you this before like guilty pleasure of mine I, I actually think Lady Gaga's music is pretty good right you know yeah it's poppy and, and catchy and you know all that but you know some of her songs I think are really good and I have to admit she always performs this song live did you see the song where she did uh, Moth Through the Flame with Metallica at the Grammys or some music awards show. No. It was pretty good. I mean, and it was imperfect, but that was what was great about it is because you knew that they were doing it live. And uh, what about her somebody Super Bowl who, performance was really good too. What about so. somebody who actually does do it live but is perfect? That's tricky. Yeah. I'll tell you though, the most uh, the 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 band that I've seen that sounds the closest to just I mean, absolute CD or you know high definition quality as their album does and that was tool it was fairly amazing at how good they sounded i've not concert. i've not seen tool but i will say that we saw chevelle last year and mm-hmm. chevelle is spot on like exactly like they don't yeah. you can tell they're doing it live because they changed the songs up a little bit from the way they sound on the album uh but as far as the singer's voice and like the quality of their their sound quality yeah. and stuff it's it's pretty well spot on it's pretty awesome yeah anyways we've done a lot of tangents <laughs> but I got one more okay <laughs> just because right. you were talking about charter now I said I got rid of my charter cable as well and I'm all charter internet only mm-hmm. so they still call me but I finally got I've got my plan down I'll see they're calling some people would just not answer right because it's charter but I go ahead and answer and then when they say hey Michael this is Charlene with charter uh, I say, hi, Charlene, how are you doing? Are you offering me faster or cheaper internet? And they'll say no, and I'll say, not interested, click. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Because that's all So, Charter, oh my God, they wear their own customers out. So I've <laughs> only ever purchased internet from them. I never bought TV from them. Uh, 
And I get, th- I mean, the amount of paper that they waste <laughs> sending me stuff in the mail to try to get me to upgrade to phone and TV and phone calls and emails. It's, it's, it's quite absurd. Does it work? I, I don't understand. Like the, the amount of time they, time and money they spend on paper and employee mm-hmm. making phone calls and stuff. It has to work on somebody, right? I, you would think, I think it's there just a are waste of my time, out, but yeah, I mean, I think there are people out there that if you got them on the phone and said, look, it's like only 30 more dollars and you get 200 channels. But you know, it is $30 for like six months and then it's like $200. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, but, uh, I think, I guess people do buy into it, hmm. but it's a bad business philosophy. If, if you ask me, because here's the problem. So let's say you get them to sign up for $30 a month for six months and then their bill skyrockets to $200. Well, what if that person can't pay the $200? Then they just don't pay you. You cut their service off, and you've lost a customer. Mm-hmm. So what's the? I, I think it's somewhat of a bad business policy in that in that respect too. Like if you're selling somebody something that they can't afford, then they're going to end up dropping it, and you're yeah. not going to make any money. I think that uh, I think that the market is about to correct itself on in this whole cable I, front. I mean, because it's. Now that the streaming services are here, it's just it's well, just not I just really feasible anymore. Really, I think products like Sling, I, I would just love, and everybody would love this. And this is what cable companies don't want, but everybody would love to just be able to pay for the channels that you want. Mm-hmm. I want th- these are the only five channels that I watch. I want those channels, and I'll pay you per channel for this and give price breaks for however many channels you know if you get more channels give them price breaks that makes the most sense in the world but if you only want five channels here's the per channel if it's five dollars per channel but like say you get to ten and it goes down to four dollars per channel or something like that right makes sense makes makes perfect sense sounds like we need to get into the cable network business (laughs) exactly exactly (laughs) I'm sure that is a low barrier to entry for that right (laughs) <laughs> yeah, anybody can get into that. Hey, yeah. you know what does have a low barrier to entry? Podcasting on the Two Dudes in an S show about Iron Tank. Yes. Ten minutes into the show. Ten minutes into the show, we're finally going to bring yes. up what game we're talking about. That's right. That's right. Which means we just canceled out any chances for being a, a, a candidate for the 2018 potties. Oh man! One of the stipulations. One of the stipulations is within like the first thirty seconds of your show, you have to talk about the name of your show or something. We're, or we're already out. Yeah, I oh, wasted. Man. I wasted our first thirty seconds on a chicken butt joke. It was a good run. We had a good run. <laughs> <laughs> first episode of the year. Yeah. Speaking of which, so I looked it up tonight because I wanted to mention it on the show because we talked about it on the Christmas show. I wanted to give the exact dates. So the, so the our first Two Dudes in a Nest episode was released on February 1st, 2014. So that February 1st will be our fourth year, our four-year anniversary, and we're about to start on our fifth year. Wow. So, pretty incredible. So, yay. That's the sound of one sad man clapping. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wish I had one of those, like, party blowers. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's good enough. That's close enough. All right. 
All right, so this this episode is brought to you guys by Richard. Thanks, Richard, for your Patreon donation. This is your pick. Hopefully, you've not tuned out and dropped your donation. But uh, now, <laughs> well, they're supposed to be talking about my game, but they're not talked about. It. <laughs> yeah. Now we're definitely going to talk about it. Yeah. So, yeah. Can you got some history for us, Justin. I do. So, Iron Tank was brought to the NES by none other than SNK. And the full name for the game was Iron Tank The Invasion of Normandy. Uh, it was released as Great Tank in Japan. Oh, I like that. Because Iron, Iron doesn't uh, translate. They don't have yeah, Iron. They Japan. don't have Iron over there. Yeah. Mm hmm. So it's a top-down action shooting game, uh, like I said, developed and released by the uh, SNK, uh, and released July of 1988. And uh, pretty old this, game, then kind of. Yeah, it's a pretty old game, and you know, it's got some. It's even got some backstory to it as well, because the video game is kind of based on the uh, arcade game TNK3, which was uh, released as Tank in Japan. So it was released as Tank in Japan and TNK3 here. Makes no sense. Okay. Okay. But it was a 1985 game. Now, this game also shares one of the, the uh, main player of the game, who's codenamed Snake, or, as I like to call him, Paul. Uh, okay. Yeah. Is there uh, a reason also, for that? <laughs> no, his name is Paul. Oh, okay. But his nickname is, or codename is Snake. Gotcha, gotcha. And he's called Colonel Ralph at Japanese ver- in the Japanese oh, version. in the Japanese version. Gotcha. But Colonel Ralph, or Paul, also fe- was featured in the game of Ikari Warriors. <laughs> Good grief. I can't even say <laughs> Ikari Warriors? Yeah, Ikari Warriors. There I you go. I think it's Ikari. I don't know. I'm yeah. just guessing. Well, there you go. So, the, so that name was carried over, but this is not the only part uh, of this game that had some earlier uh, um, SNK relations. Is a lot of people say that this game was the sequel, or the spiritual sequel, quote unquote, to the earlier uh, Guerrilla War game, which uh, we haven't talked about Akari Warriors or Guerrilla War on no. the side. But uh, I kind of did just looked them up because I wasn't familiar with them. And I played Guerrilla War a lot, a lot as a kid. So I can't wait till we get to that one. But I loved that game when I was younger. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I never played it, but I have to say it looks really similar to this game. It does. It plays really similar. Yeah. So I can see where they get that. Um, anyway, so um, that's about it on the history, to be honest with you. So. Uh, you turn this over. Do you have a big story about how you came to acquire this great cart? I do not have a giant story. I haven't had a giant story in a long time, and I'm starting to feel kind of bad. But <laughs> so, uh, we thought we thought we discussed this. You just got to start making them up. Oh yeah, okay, that's true. So one day, I was walking <laughs> down the street after getting my haircut, and uh, I looked to my left, looked to my right. There was pawn shops on either side of me. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Okay. So I went into the one on the right. He had iron tank in there. I said, hey, Mr. Pawn Shop Man, how much you take for this iron tank? He said, $10. I said, wow, $10? Okay. I'll think about it. So I left. Mm-hmm. Went to the pawn shop on the left. Go in there. He had iron tank. I said, 
Hey, Mr. Pawn Shop Man, how much you take for this iron tank? And he said, I will take eight doll hairs. I said, wow, eight doll hairs, huh? Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I went back to the pawn shop guy on the right, and he said he would price match. His was nicer, nicer shape, had less sticker shock. There was no residue under, you know, underneath the stickers right. and stuff. So, boom, got it from the guy on the right. Seven doll hairs. There you go. So you had to go in, pull some doll hairs out. Yeah, that was in uh, 1994. You know, uh, yeah, I don't. You know, I completely thought, forgot what I was going to say there. <laughs> it happens. There you go. My story was just so good. I got too flabbergasted. Yeah. No, it's fine. I understand. Everybody else at home is probably just like, their jaws are on the floor right now. Plethora of pawn stories. Yep. Uh, no, the real story is I got this in a lot from eBay. Ah. <laughs> it's really exciting, right? <laughs> ah. I'll, from now, okay. From now on, if I if it's a stupid uh, lot from eBay, I'll just make up a grand story. I'll make one up. Yeah, like you were riding around in Arnold Schwarzenegger's tank. And uh, have you seen those videos, by the way? No. On YouTube. So yeah, he's got like a bunch of videos. Uh, so he has a tank. And does he actually was, have a tank? He actually has a tank. Oh. And um, this tank, so he was doing like some fundraisers like two or three years ago, and that's what these videos are. But they're like the, this one is if you donate to like this charity, you get it entered for a chance to come out and hang and drive around in Arnold's tank and crush things. And they just that have like a bunch like a of stuff of that you can just crush. But the video is hilarious, like him advertising for it. It's just great. And then there's a couple of others where he's like, cooking with his tank and he's like he cooks an ostrich egg and bacon on it on like on the tank like it's just so hot you know he's like cooking it's just they're great videos you should look them up yeah i think i need to that sounds like that sounds good i want to win that contest well i think like i said i think it was like two or three years ago but oh yeah uh yeah just drive around with arnold crushing things in the tank that sounds like a lot of fun yeah it'd be awesome have you ever seen that meme where it's like if you could uh, work out with Arnold Schwarzenegger or go on a date with your dream girl what exercise would you do first (laughs) 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 so anyway alright you want to talk about the game a little bit I got a manual oh boy I'm excited okay this is a pdf manual Mm-hmm. I don't have a legit manual for this one. But let's talk about this game. You want to hear the story? Yes. The Invasion of Normandy? Yeah. <laughs> Which is just actually a history lesson. Yeah. Uh, well, they take a few liberties, I think, with it. <laughs> <laughs> so, some of these are maybe not factual. So, uh, yeah. So, kids listening at home, just so you know, the real invasion of Normandy was really, it's, you need to go research it if you don't already know. <laughs> it's, uh, it's quite the historic event in, mm-hmm. the, in our world, and uh, it's something everybody should be very familiar with. However, it is not the story of a tank arriving on a boat <laughs> and just like mowing everybody down. Yeah. That is not what the invasion of Normandy was. I, but I digress. The story for this game. 
The date, June 5th, 1944. The United Forces are preparing their final assault on the Normandy coast. The mission, establish a beachhead, break through the front lines, and infiltrate and destroy enemy headquarters. <laughs> Not too far off. <laughs> yeah. Uh, to this spearhead, is where it gets a little odd. Here's where it starts getting a little off. <laughs> yeah. To spearhead the invasion, they have chosen Paul <laughs> from Command Unit 88. A secret unit known as Iron Snake. An experienced combat veteran with special forces training, Paul has been called a man of iron. Not an iron man. That's <laughs> right. trademarked. He's, an, a, man he's a man of iron. <laughs> but to succeed in his mission, Paul will need the full firepower of the United Forces' mightiest fighting juggernaut, the Iron Tank. Right. So that's the story of this. Yeah. Game. Don't put that on your history uh, test. No. Uh, describe in three sentences. No, describe <laughs> in three words the invasion of Normandy. And little Jimmy says, the iron tank. Exclamation <laughs> point. <laughs> um, F minus. Yeah. Well, this game really is the spiritual successor to... Call of Duty uh, World War Two, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Came right after it. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> Based loosely on this game. Yeah. It's a prequel, you know. Oh, I've got I've got a switch uh, tangent too, but we'll keep going with the manual. Okay, let's keep going. Well, yeah, let's keep going with the manual. And in in going through the manual, I will uh, describe a little bit of how the game works. So the game is a like Justin said, it's a top down shooter. Think. Jackal, which we covered just not too long ago. Think mm-hmm. like Jackal. It's, it's very similar. You have a shoot your machine gun button, and you have a shoot your big tank gun button. Okay. Now, what I thought, well, I'm, should I save for gameplay? No, I'll th- I'm gonna go ahead and get into it. Yeah. Uh, what I thought was really cool about this game, it was somewhat frustrating at first, but the tank kind of controls like a tank in that the turret gun. Yeah. spins a, at a different rate than your Very machine slowly. gun. So like the machine gun's always going to shoot forward, but mm-hmm. the turret will turn every time you shoot the machine gun button, it will turn one click in the direction of wherever you're facing. Yeah. And and, and then the problem is is with like the men that you got to shoot, fine. You just you can shoot them with with the machine gun. Or run them over. Right, we're running them over. But the tanks, you have to shoot with the turret, right? You don't have to, but it makes things a lot easier. Right, well, yeah. <laughs> um, you can, I mean, you can actually just run into them, but yeah, it takes away hurts. a lot of your life. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so it, that was so frustrating for me, the turret slowly moving around and like I try to shoot it and it's shooting backwards and yeah. trying to shoot it a, anyway go ahead but uh, here's the thing uh, once you master it well I would let's not say master because I didn't master anything <laughs> in this game but once you figure out kind of how to use it what you can do what I did was I would have I would get it positioned so that it was pointing up most of the time yeah and then I would just move my tank and always have at least that thing pointed straight up so that I would just maneuver my tank around the enemies and bosses and things and yeah. always have it shooting up. 
the problem comes in when it gets frantic and I start having to use the machine gun too much and I forget that the turret is moving around and sometimes yeah. it gets a little out of place. Right. But so that's that's kind of the premise of the controls of the game, which I thought was interesting in their approach to uh, make it feel like a tank because it did kind of feel like a tank. Yeah, it did. I mean, um, I've never drove a tank, but yeah. Well, I have. It's exactly <laughs> the same. It's exactly the same. It's exactly yep. the same. Yep. All right. Um, but you get power-ups during the game but the power-ups I thought the power-ups were kind of interesting too because they power up your tank bullet basically Mm, right and you gather ammo for them based on the power-ups and then you have to go into the select menu and turn the different power-ups on or off and they use ammo as you as you use them so you can have different there's four different power-ups I believe See, the manual says, yeah, there's four different power-ups. Mm-hmm. So you, do, you have four different power-ups, and how many times can I say power-ups during this podcast episode? Power-ups, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. You see, you have four different power-ups, and you can use different combinations of those. And basically, based from what I noticed, is based on you know what type of unit you're fighting, some power-ups are better than others. Of yeah. course, having all four checked is going to be the best way to kill anybody, but you don't have the ammo for that most of the time. Right. Uh, but so you can pick different combinations of power ups to make your your turret gun do different things. The power ups. Would you like to know what they are? Yes. There's the V. Mm-hmm. The V power up is rapid firing, which is continue <laughs> continuous shooting. Has nothing to do with a V. What does uh, V stand for? It just stands for rapid firing. <laughs> All right. Yeah. The F. Can you guess what F stands for? <laughs> armor piercing. Yeah, armor piercing. Yeah, you got it. Wow. I, I mean, you got well, I mean, you say F. What do I think of when I say F? When you say F? Well, arm, armor, armor piercing, of course. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and there's B. You know what B is? <laughs> Explosive. Oh wow, you're good at this game. But uh, right. I guess that one I can semi get. Bomb. Boom. Explosive. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, so that just makes the explosive power of your bullets increase. And then there's L, the one that actually does make sense. That's long range, which mm-hmm. makes it mm-hmm. basically go all the way across the screen, which is nice. Right. That one's right. really, really helpful. But right. I never, I, in my playthrough, I did not get a lot of the L ammo for whatever reason. Yep. All right. All right. So <laughs> <moving. laughs> I, I, didn't, I didn't know if you were going to broach the question mark power. No. I was going to leave the question mark alone. Uh, but you can get more energy and stuff. Those are some other power-ups. Um, right. I guess we can talk about uh, some of the enemies in the game. I think the enemies, um, for a game that's loosely based on World War II, and um, like it's kind of you're kind of killing people with a tank, mm-hmm. I think the enemies are a little too cute. Yeah, especially the the army man, the little army man with the big heads. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I like I like them. I think it's kind of cool, mm-hmm. like the way they look. Mm-hmm. But then I right. also kind of feel bad for running them over with a tank. Right. But I guess they don't really they don't come out and say that you're fighting the Nazis. But uh, I think it's cute right. little Nazis. They're cute little Nazis. Yeah. Yeah. Right. They're adorable. Right. So yeah, you got your little soldiers. You got different tanks that you really can't tell the difference between them. No, well, there's some of them are different colors, but to me they all yeah. Kind of active. Yeah, I could 
Couldn't tell you which one was which. You got trains, you got planes, there's blimp at some point. But I don't even think it's in the manual. Uh, but there is a blimp in the first level. Mm-hmm. Don't see it. Uh, I don't see it in the manual either, but yeah. My, most of the stuff I never saw because <laughs> I didn't get very far. No, uh, but I like the, the bosses that you fight are usually um, like a, some kind of a big machine, right? An object. Yeah. Right. So like a... Not a person. It's an object. Yeah. So like, the for example, just the first level, you fight a tank that's about four times your size and has about ten times as many guns on it as you. But it doesn't move very fast. So it's pretty cool. I, mean, I don't know. I think it's pretty cool. Called Think Tank. Oh, it's called the Think Tank. You think Think, yeah. You think Think Tank is was a group of experts that you know uh, sit around and talk about ideas. Nope, it's an actual tank. It's an actual tank. Now there are people yeah. in there thinking about things. Right. Yeah. Right. But they're actually riding around in a tank. It's not a room. I always thought that you always hear that like on the news, like about political this. Uh, this person here belongs to this think tank. I think that would be just a cool job. I mean, what do you do? You just think? Yeah, you just think all the time. <laughs> like, I think all the time anyway. If I could get paid to do that, yeah, but that'd you be have great. To think about important things. You can't just think about, like, Lucky Charms crossed with Frosted Flakes. Oh, cereal. man. Now I got to <laughs> I, I got the teaser okay. picture. Text you, know, you know this came out of a think tank. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I bought. And I, I went in the cereal aisle, which I don't normally do, but there's Nintendo cereal supposedly out there in the wild. Yeah. So I went looking just into the cereal aisle to see if they had the Nintendo cereal. They mm-hmm. did not. But yeah. what they did have was Lucky Charms and Frosted Flakes in the same box. Those are those were my two favorite cereals growing up: Frosted Flakes yeah. and Lucky Charms. Yeah. So the Lucky Charm basically. It is, if you can picture this, which I think you can, it is the Lucky Charms marshmallows, but instead of the Lucky Charms cereal bits, it's got Frosted Flakes instead. Mm, it is wow. It is good. It is good <laughs> sounds cereal. amazing. It sounds like, well, a whole lot of sugar, but it sounds amazing. Oh, yeah. There's, pl- there's plenty of sugar in there. But uh, yeah. So here's the thing. If you're like me, Lucky Charms... The marshmallows are awesome. The cereal that they put in Lucky Charms, the cereal part is just really kind of eh. It's just there. It's filler, yeah. right? Yeah. Now, if the Lucky Charms cereal is filler, and you take that out and put in Frosted Flakes, what do you get? You get just everything's awesome. All killer, no filler, baby. Right. Oh, it is, yeah. It yeah. is good cereal. Anyways, yeah. it might be my new favorite cereal. Of course, I don't eat a lot of cereal, but... I need to try that out because my daughter. So if we get Lucky Charms here, like she should, she'll want a baggie of it. She'll get a baggie of it. She'll eat all the marshmallows and then say she needs more cereal. Uh-huh. She, she'll yeah. say she's out of cereal, but there's <laughs> plenty of cereal in the bag. It's just she's out of marshmallows. Yeah. Okay. Now <laughs> here's kind of here's the big cereal question, uh, and I got to ask you this, and I got to put this out there to all you guys, you listeners too. If you want to call in or whatever, let us know. Do you drink the milk? Do you leave the milk? So, I respect drinking the milk, mm-hmm. but it's not an activity that I engage in. Okay. You know? I am I drink the milk. 
Okay. See, I respect My wife does not drink the milk, and she thinks it's gross to drink the milk. See, I don't think it's gross. I so respect there may be three the different kind of people. Yeah. Right. I respect it. Um, it's not for you. Actually, you know, Damashek and Adam Carolla, which we seem to talk about on every podcast. <laughs> I feel like we're basically just the Damashek and Adam Carolla <laughs> of the Nintendo world. But uh, he, he, he did a category. I think it was actually a Shecky Award. Uh-huh. on uh, best cereal milk to drink. Oh. Like, best milk after the cereal's gone to drink. I don't remember what he said. Uh, there was Frosted Flakes was a contender. Like, Cocoa Puffs was a contender. Um, I don't remember all of them, but yeah. It's, it's always... I drink almost all the milk. The ones the ones that I can't drink, actually, and I don't really like all that much, is the ones that would turn it into chocolatey milk. I don't really like those. Yeah, you would think see, those would be the ones that would make the most sense to drink, but I just don't like them that much. See, I don't like chocolate milk. I like milk so much, like I don't like my milk messed with. You and I think that's good sugary milk. I, I think that's why I just don't partake in the, the drinking of the cereal milk. Like I just, I want a, I want a glass of milk. I understand. Now here, not uh, skim milk. Never skim milk. I like a good cereal milk. Okay. Now I've gone so far in the past uh, to. Instead of putting cereal in a bowl, I've put it in a glass with some yeah. milk and just drank my cereal. Yeah, that, that'll work. Because I'm not the I I know some people will eat all the cereal and then drink the milk. That's not my style. I like to eat yeah. most of the cereal and have a few bits left and then drink the milk and chew the bits as I'm drinking the milk. See, here's the thing, and here, here, here maybe it's maybe this is the problem with my it's the texture it's the texture thing. So when you're having cookies of milk, right? So I think the superior cookie for me is a Chips Ahoy or a, uh, what's the Rainbow Deluxe from like Keebler? You know, it's got like the Fox M&M's. Yeah. So those are like my... Did you say Fox M&M's? Yeah. Faux, I guess. (laughs) I was thinking, thinking, are they like Simpsons characters or something? (laughs) Uh, but when I, I dip the cookies in the milk, it's delicious, right? Mm-hmm. I'm loving every second of it. And then a lot of people at the end of the dipping and eating all the cookies are gone would drink the milk, right? I can't do it. Yeah. Because there's little bit, there's little bits in there. But what do you I can't do? do it. You just pour it out? I have to pour it out. That's so wasteful. I know. And I'm just, I hate waste too. It's uh. a great... Let it's me a great paradox. Okay, let me tell you this. Mm-hmm. I hate waste more than I hate the bad tasting food. Does that make sense? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Like I mm-hmm. will not let anything go to waste. And let the only one, there's only one thing. I do not like onions. I do not like onions to, with a passion, and I will throw those away all day long. But yeah. anything else, even if I don't really like it, it is going in my belly. I'm not throwing it in the trash. Right. Of course, my belly. Is growing because of it, but you know, I've always lived my life that way. Yeah. So, well, that food needs to be eaten. Somebody's got to eat it. They're starving kids. We were always told they were starving (laughs) kids in China. I'm sure they're. I feel like I feel like that was always the. My my dad, my parents always used to say that to me. My response was always the same. I was like, "Well, send it to them. I don't want it." (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's not a thought-out threat. No, it's not. Yeah. Iron tank. Yeah. So, 
So I gotta say, so as a person, you know, this is episode 120 something, whatever. Uh, you know, I think people probably figured it out. I don't like top down games that much, but I actually had a lot of fun with this game because it's a pretty fun game. It's very intense though, mm-hmm. and it gets intense like really quick. Like it's oh, yeah, not from, a game where like like the first levels, you know, easy and you don't have any problem with it. Like it's just a few bad guys. This one, like. I mean, it hits you pretty hard, really quick. Yeah, yeah. It's not a it's not a super easy game. It's but it's not terribly difficult either. It's it's got a really good difficulty level mm-hmm. to it. It's yeah. challenging, but it's easy to get into. Right, right. Um, and then you just you know you you said this uh, uh, before. It's like you've got the the army man that you could shoot with the machine gun or you just run over him which is completely easier and it doesn't take any w- away any of your life if you it, run up the army men it's a lot more fun to run him over right. if I'm being honest right mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah this this game um, another element uh, I'm kind of jumping around here but another element I thought was kind of neat was you have a radio kind of like you do in uh Metal Gear, snake, mm-hmm. snake friend. Oh, is it more than a coincidence? I don't know, but yeah, you do. You, you do in your sub menu every now and then. You'll get this. You'll get a call, and you can go in your sub menu and answer it, and they'll give you like tips on what to do next and stuff. Right. It, it's not a, it's not a confusing game to know what to do next, anyways. But I think it's kind of neat that you get kind of some story elements built in there. Sure. Sure. Yeah. No, I I did like that too. Uh, um, you know, and and it seems like you know you get like what three tanks at the beginning of the game, and they'll go pretty quick because once you get into like even the first level, there's like three or four tanks right in a row, and you're just like, I mean, when you run into tanks, mm-hmm. it's a problem because if they run into you or they hit you with their with their terror, turret gun. You know, you're done. Yeah, so. I, it should also be said that another aspect of the game that I like is this is not uh, like a regular shmup where you one hit you die. You have a life bar, so you mm-hmm. can take several hits. The tank you, has a life bar. Yeah, the, the tank has a life bar. Right. So the tank can take several hits before it's actually done. So those who are listening, thinking that you know we're talking about it and thinking that every time we get hit we die no that's not the case you don't die no. every time you get hit no um so you do have a life bar and you can get more life throughout the game if you play your cards right mm-hmm. ultimately it comes down to can you figure out the control mechanic yeah and once you kind of get the hang of that the game starts to get a little bit easier but it does take some getting used to it does which so, I think that's actually a good thing because that kind of gives this game a little bit of a unique feel. It gives it a unique feel, but it's frustrating too. It is. I guess yeah. we start out. Um, especially with the turret gun and then trying to figure that out and how to get it to aim because it doesn't aim like uh, um, you would expect it to. You have to slowly get it to turn. But. Yeah, the trick to that is is um, and what threw me at first is I thought it would turn the direction you're going in, but yeah. it just did it slower. 
but yeah. it will actually not turn the direction you're going in until you sh- press it the shoot button shoot, for the shoot. machine gun. So you can actually, if you never press the machine gun button, the turret will stay facing whichever direction it's in, which is handy in a lot of cases. You may yeah. want to leave it facing whatever direction it's in. Right. But then all of a sudden you may need to quickly turn it to another direction and you have to, like for example, the first, or just about any boss that you face, you need you may want that turret to face the boss, which you do need to mm-hmm. face the boss. But in order to face the boss and face the turret towards the boss, you kind of have to make your tank go towards the boss, which is yeah, not Suicide often the mission. best the best approach. Yeah, you're it's you also kind of kamikaze towards the. It's also frustrating because if you're playing for score, like uh, we did the high score challenge, and you want to hit as many tanks as you can to get more points and the tanks are going side to side you're not going to be able to hit those tanks unless you're a really good shot or you're really quick or you're really good at this game <laughs> i feel like this is a game like if you played it a lot you could get really good at it but uh, this is definitely a game where the more you play it the better you get this is not yeah. one of those games that we've talked about where it didn't feel like you could do anything to get better mm-hmm. this is definitely one where you could definitely get better I watched uh, a speed run, and this may not be the fastest. It was just one that caught my eye. But uh, I was like typing in Iron Tank on Google. But it was 22 minutes to beat the game. Which, I, I mean, I didn't even know if I got halfway through the first level in 22 minutes, <laughs> to be honest with you. So, yeah. Pretty impressive. That's pretty good. That is impressive. Yeah. But that just goes to show you this is not, this, this one of these games is not very long. If you know what you're doing and you're good at it, but it'll take you a while to get to that point. Yeah. I would think. I know it's going to take me a while if I yeah. continue playing it. What'd you, you think know, of I was, the? Uh, sorry, go ahead. No, I uh, go ahead. I was going to say, what did you think of the graphics of the game? For a top-down, I thought it was really good. I mean, I don't, you know, again with the sprites of the army men were a little cutie. But uh, I thought as far as like the tanks, the bosses, uh, even the backgrounds, I thought they were really good. I, I was kind of impressed for a top-down game, especially a top-down game in 1988. This was pretty yeah. impressive. I thought it was pretty impressive, too. I really liked the backgrounds. I thought the backgrounds were great. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that the backgrounds, they feel almost like they get recycled in a bunch of the SNK games. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like I've played the same background over and over again, like in yeah. Guerrilla War or in Ikari Warriors or whatever. I feel like I've played yeah. the same level before, which is kind of frustrating. Um, like if you were to play a bunch of SNK games back to back, it would feel kind of monotonous probably because they're all very similar and they mm-hmm. look kind of the same. But they're not all similar, but a lot of them are similar. <laughs> mm-hmm. But having not played one yet for the show which means I probably haven't played one in a really long time. But at least I don't think we played this in K game yet, but I don't it, know. It, no. it actually felt pretty refreshing to me. I, th- I mean, I thought, it, <clears throat> you know, the graphics were pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Uh, what I was going to say is that my last interview, there was this, there was this girl that we were talking about video games. And she, uh, there was like three or four of us sitting there and they started talking about super smash brothers. Yeah, apparently her husband, who uh, is is like extremely good at uh, Super Smash Brothers, apparently when they play him like around his friends and all that, 
Like, he just destroys everybody. So he thought, you know, I'm pretty good at video games. Let's see what the, uh, he actually entered the tournament. Got destroyed, like, immediately. Which is funny, because you think, like, you're pretty good at video games around your friends. It's like, oh, yeah. everybody's got that one game that they dominate. Or, mm-hmm. you know, maybe you dominate several games, and then you go out into, like, the tournament world in gaming and it's just like forget it oh yeah i will never i mean i'll never forget like there have been many instances where i thought i was good and then realized i was bad okay <laughs> high school to college in high school i was playing like you got you and crab man and i was no offense to you guys but i feel like i was the kind better, of top dog the best one right yeah yeah I get to college and I'm bought with a barrel, Mister Suck. All of a sudden, like yeah. everybody I played anything with, I just lost bad. <clears throat> yeah. And so then I started getting a little bit better because I was playing with them. I was getting a little bit better, and then about halfway through or near the end of our college days, online gaming comes out, and I'm thinking, okay, I can hold my own with some of these college boys. It's time for me to take my game online. I get online, stopped. <laughs> right. I just so I don't I don't play competitively that much anymore. I, I can't hardly go online for anything. So uh, I looked this up because I, I didn't think we'd played an SK game. Uh, we have uh, Crystallis or Crystallis, however you want. Oh say. wow, that's an SK game. game. Yeah. Oh wow, that's so a very good one. <laughs> yeah, and that's that one, one doesn't look games. like the, their other games, but. Hey, what are you going to do? Hmm. It, must, it, was, it must have come out much later, I guess. Uh, yeah, this was 19... So Crystallis is 1990. Yeah. Well, this was like mid-80s was when it was really designed. So. Okay, cool. There you go. There you go. What about the music? Did you like the music and the sound effects? Neither here nor there, to be honest with you. I didn't yeah, think... Yeah, that's kind of how I thought about it, too. It was there. It didn't annoy me, but it didn't. I didn't I think. Forgot oh, about well, this it. was good. Yeah, yeah. To be I, honest, as I was during, as I was playing, I just kind of forgot it was there. Yeah. Which is usually not a glowing recommendation for the music, but. But it's better than annoying. Yeah, that's true. It was not annoying. It was just kind of there. It was just music. And to compare it to the last game, it's better than playing for thirty seconds and then just. It just disappears. Yeah. yeah. Then you're like, wait, wasn't there just wasn't there music just playing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. Well. Anyway, I think uh, I have exhausted my uh, talk about the game itself. Yeah. Well, right. it's a fun game, and there's you know it's a pretty difficult game. There's not a whole lot really to it. You know, I guess you could say. Right, there's it's it's hard to talk for too long about it because it's it is what it is. Right. Yeah. So, so do we want to see what what is it, how much it worth and what does it go for? So this one you can pick up for cheap. So I see it for about uh, you can get this game. There's on eBay five bucks. You can get a complete total set box. Of course, it's not sealed box manual advertisement everything that came in the box and a poster that came in the box wow for 25 bucks but if you just want to yeah so if you want to buy the game though it's only about mm, five to ten bucks 
So let's go seven fifty. Okay. Alright. I'd say it's worth it. I think this yeah. game's pretty fun. Yeah, definitely worth what definitely worth that price. For five to ten bucks it's worth it. I don't know if it's gonna unseat any games on my hundred and eighteen dollar. Yeah, I don't, know if it's I don't think that good. I don't think it could for me. But it's it's worth the buy. Yeah, I would say it's worth buying. Uh it does not unseat any of the games that I picked for the one eighteen. Right. So you you're in concurrence? Yeah, I agree. Well, I have a, I have a quick tangent. All right. We were talking the other day, you and I, uh-huh. uh, off air. Uh-huh. Uh, we came up with a word, and I thought maybe we could introduce it to the uh, oh yeah to the listeners. So there's a, there's a time in your life, everybody's life, mm-hmm. uh, whether it's a significant other, a sibling, a parent. Uh, you never know. A what dog. It is. A dog sometimes? I've got a good story about a dog in this type of scenario, but go ahead. Okay. Here's the story. You get some... I'm going to use deviled eggs as an example because it's the most recent that has happened to me. (laughs) Over the holidays, make some delicious, delicious deviled eggs. Mm -hmm. Okay? They're good for at least a day or two. Not much longer than that, but they're good for a day or two. But they're also a hot ticket item in my household. My -hmm. wife and I both love... The deviled eggs. Right. As everyone does. I don't know many people who don't. Right. Uh, but is this another God, these guys are hick things? <laughs> Probably. I don't think we're hicks. <laughs> does Probably. everybody eat deviled eggs or just southern people? I don't, I don't know. know. But, yeah. Anyways, uh, so we have a platter of about six deviled eggs mm-hmm. left over from the holidays. The next day, we're home together, having a good time. We eat half the eggs. There's three left okay mm-hmm. the next day we're at work we're at work having a good time all day long I'm thinking go and I get home I'm going to tear into my half of those deviled eggs I got at least one and a half waiting on me maybe two if Amber's not feeling too too hungry yeah so all day long I'm thinking this my wife gets home 30 minutes before me usually every day at least uh, so I get home I say uh well, before we talk about supper, I think I'm going to have me some of them deviled eggs. And uh, open up the fridge, gone. Mm. And I'm thinking, oh, there is nothing more frustrating that, that hurts. than wanting something like that all day long and then realizing that the person you love, the person you love more than anybody else in the world has taken it from you. <laughs> yes. Yes. And so we were talking, uh, and you can tell your version of the story as well, but we were just now were talking, there are not words that can describe yeah. the feeling that you get when that happens. So we just, you know, I think, uh, you'd think Russians or somebody probably have words for these for something like that. But we do not have that word in our English language, so we came up with one. I don't think I remember what it was. But yeah, I think something like look it up. It was. It needed to. The, the way we described it is, it was needed to be something that was that expressed frustration, sadness, and disappointment all in one word. Right. Uh. uh something like uh, shambla, forgetted or something like that. Yeah. Let's see. Let's see here. But yeah. I just, uh, you know, it's we talked just, about too much other stuff. Yeah, it's fine. 
it's 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 just still fresh in my mind the uh, the right. incident, and it happens two or three times a year probably, and I do it to her too. So it's not it's not like I'm the only one getting sad. While I'm scrolling, this is my ver. So I've got plenty of those stories, but uh, this one uh, happened, and uh, oh, Shamblafrigid. 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 All right. <laughs> it shamble- does sound kind of like German or something. I, fitting for Iron Tank episode. Yep. So, uh, anyway, uh, one day I bought two ribeyes. Right. For this grocery store. I am really the only steak eater in the house uh, here. So when I'm, you know, when I grew out steaks, you know, I always like cook chicken for the girls and I, you know, have, have a steak. Well, I don't buy ribeyes very often because as you know, ribeyes are very expensive. You know, they're expensive cut of meat. And so, uh, I was cooking dinner, you know, and, uh, got my ribeye out, put my seasoning salt on it and olive oil and it was, I can already see where this is going there was there was two there was two steaks in the pack and I got the prettier one you know just I mean it was perfectly marbled and just oh I was so excited it was bigger and it was plumper and just everything about it was better right and then I don't remember what we were doing but it, like I had to go outside and like unload something like really quick or get the grill ready maybe yeah, something. I had to go outside for something, but it was something that I had to go outside for like a few minutes for. Uh-huh. And so, you know, just left it on the counter, right? It's on the counter. Yeah. So as I was outside, I got the sinking suspicion because my dog can stand up and, you know, reach on the counter if she wants. <laughs> she doesn't do this often. I just. But for a ribeye. Yeah. So I just kind of got this sinking suspicion while I was outside, like, I left that ribeye on the counter. I really hope my dog doesn't get that ribeye. I come home to a shattered plate on the kitchen floor (laughs) (laughs) and a dog that has eaten probably a $10 steak. Shamble Frank. Yeah, Oh, I was so angry. And so I, the, the consolation prize was that I still had another ribeye because yeah. it was a two pack, but it was the inferior steak. And so now I had to think that I was bound to get another, a better steak. And here's the biggest the biggest insult to injury at all of, of all of it. She threw is, it out. No. <laughs> no. But I know she didn't enjoy it. Because in dog fashion, they just try to eat it so fast so, like, they don't get caught eating yeah, it, you know? Right. So I know she didn't even, like, take her time and enjoy it. Like, she just <laughs> ate it as fast as she could. She probably didn't even taste it. And it's just like, if you're going to eat my steak, at least semi-enjoy it. But I know she did. I know she did. <laughs> oh, I think she enjoyed it. I think she did. <laughs> yeah, she enjoyed it a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, there was definitely some enjoyment. Had. <laughs> and I Until she in. got caught. Because then she probably. I come into a broken plate. I hadn't even like yelled or said or said her name or anything, and I'm like looking around for it, and she's like under the table, and she just <laughs> she knows she's in trouble. <laughs> it was oh, worth it. Funny. She's like, it's worth it. Worth it. Oh boy, that's funny. Poor, poor uh, 
birdie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so, you got any trophies? I've got a couple. Okay, okay. So, I'm going to go with uh, the Tiananmen Square trophy. Oh, and that like is the tank themed. It, it go, goes, uh, you get through the entire level without running over uh, any of the men. So, you actually shoot them or just don't, just you can't run them over. It's just like Tiananmen Square, you know, is the guy that was like standing. Yeah, can't run him over. Right. I like that. That's a good trophy. So, anyway. Um, my first one is called the Valley of Tears. And that is uh, Die on the First Level. Oh, man. I got a lot of those trophies. <laughs> yeah. My mantle's full of those trophies. <laughs> this is a trophy that I'll probably never achieve. And that is that Arnold would be impressed. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh-huh. That is beat the game. Since Arnold's apparently a tank connoisseur. I guess so. Turns out he is. Yeah. Not Tom Arnold, regular Arnold. Right. Right. Uh, okay, I've got one called Operation Goodwood. And that is uh, defeat the beat the first level, which is like a wooded area. Ah, okay. Good. These are all tank battles, by the way. Mine are. My trophies are named after tank battles. Yeah. All right. All right. I like it. And my next one is, what's that? Boom. And that is, get the question mark power up, which I never saw, but apparently they're very rare in the game. The question mark power up is, it makes all the enemies on the screen at that time die. So. Hmm. I like that one. I never got it either. Yeah. I think it's... I've read that it was, like, very rare in the game, so... Okay. Uh, my next one is called uh, Chambray. And that is uh, Run Over um, 450 Men. Ooh, wow. With the tank. Yep. That's pretty good. No, it's, it's very, very bad. All right. All right, I'm out. That's all I had to. All right. I'll do one more because that last one, I feel bad about it. It's kind of morbid. Uh, <laughs> the last one is going to be the Tom Arnold would be impressed trophy. Mm-hmm. And that is be driving your tank, have one of the Nazis yell at you, and then you get out of your tank and have a fist fight with him. Ooh. That would uh, be. He's trying to troll you. Right. And right. you know how to deal with internet trolls. Yeah. Fist fight. Yeah. That's the Tom Arnold way. All right. So, do you want to rate the game or do you want to do high scores? Oh, we can do the high score. I don't have it pulled up, do I've, you? Yeah. Sweet. So, um, it's interesting. Because we, you know, we host the show, right? <laughs> um, and, and you kind of alluded to this in your comment with your score. But uh, rounding out the bottom <laughs> would be me. So I get the bottom of the barrel, Mr. Suck, for this game. The 31,100. And then... Not too bad. Next to last, it would be you. 
with 46,800. Now, I will say, since I posted that score, I did get a little bit higher. I got up to like 52. Wait. I, I was incorrect. I'm still bottom of the barrel, Mr. Sack, but there's somebody in between us, and that's Andy Lewis with 3,200. So you did get him on that one. Makes you feel a little bit better. Yeah. Timmy Mack brings in a respectable 66,900. That's not bad. Yeah, it's good. It's better than anything I was ever going to do. And then Stephen Michael pulls in three different submissions that beat all of those scores. What a jerk. Yeah. Stephen Michael. I used to like that guy, too. Uh, You know, that tech savviness he uses his job at Facebook. Um, so his his first score that he posted was ninety one thousand four hundred, but that wasn't good enough. So he went with one hundred and forty thousand six hundred. Wow! And you think that's like unbeatable, right? Oh yeah, he's no. done. His last score that he posted was one hundred and fifty two thousand two hundred. Dang, Steven. Uh, Steven takes win, place, and show <laughs> in yeah. the high scores contest. So. He does. Anyway, congratulations, Steven. Uh, I will say, Steven, you don't have to show us up that bad. Right. And I think he was even planning on doing more because he asked He asked us the other day. He sent us a message. He's like, hey, when's the high score end on this? Yeah. Uh, this is after he had already scored 150,000 points or whatever. I said, well, we're planning on recording tonight. And he said, oh, shoot. Because <laughs> they so gave up posting it probably at that point. But he, he probably already, was... He already posted three high scores higher than anybody else. Right. Right. So. Anyway. You want some anyway. feedback? We need to do rating. We need to do rating. We need to do a rating. How are we going to rate this game? Well, we could do... Uh, war movie. Okay. It's too spot on. It's too spot on. Is know. it too spot on? Okay, that's like fine. It. How about... Um, okay, so tanks have treads. How about a ty- uh, brand of tire? There we go. I like okay. it. All right. Uh, okay. I'm gonna go with. Is it? It's Firestone. There's Firestone. Yeah, that's tire. So they got a bad rap because you know they were exploding. They're exploding. (laughs) But turns out, you know, their safe tire. It was because they were, you know, they had a few problems, but they're still out there, still on the market. Even though some people don't like them, it's it's good tire, just like this game. Probably not everybody's gonna like it. People are going to have their problems with it because, yeah. you know, you'll explode when you're playing it. could explode. You're not could explode. explode. Right. And, uh, you know, but it's still a good game. Okay. So, I danced around uh, I danced around Bridgestone. Mm-hmm. And I danced around Goodyear a little bit. Mm-hmm. I think I want to end with the BF Goodrich. Yeah. Yeah, because I think it's a, and I don't know anything about tires, so I may be wrong here, <laughs> yeah. but I think it's just a really solid middle-of-the-road tire brand. There you go. 
and I think this is just a mid mid to higher tier NES game. It's not among the upper echelons of Hankooks or however you pronounce those mm-hmm. tires. And it's but it's also not like a Riken. Right. Which is like bottom of the barrel. It's somewhere right. in the middle. Right. But it's a it's a good middle. It's a you know Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you say you don't know anything about tires. And I don't know anything about tires either. I really don't know much about cars. And it's funny because I just, you know, took my car to the to the shop. It's always funny when they call you and they're like, uh, you know, well, you know, we found this uh, such and such, such and such valve that has a loose gasket. And you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, I was thinking, yeah, that, that sounds better. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You always got to pretend like you know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, I get it. I get it. <laughs> uh, yeah. So. All right, do you got you want to do feedback? I want to before we do the feedback. I got one more tangent, and this will be the last of my tangents. I just want to say that I played a game this past weekend, not NES game. It's a Steam game on computer. Uh, it's called Doki Doki Literature Club, and it sounds like the most <laughs> ridiculous. It is a listen, <laughs> listen. A video game based on a book club. Yeah, it is. It is a video game based on a book club. It is a listen. This is this is going to sound so ridiculous. And then the okay, it is a visual novel, which is means it's mostly reading, and it's like an anime. There's like anime characters on the screen. If you look it up, look a picture of it. Oh boy! And you're going to see this, and you're going to think that's the most ridiculous game. I don't know why Michael played this, <clears throat> but. Oh. God. I'm gonna t- I'm gonna tell you right now. Is this like schoolgirls? Yes, <laughs> it is. It's a dating sim. Also, it's like oh, a God. reading. Listen, <laughs> you laugh. Okay, but listen here. The next thing I say, everybody listening to this podcast who's over 18 needs to play this game because it is awesome. I'm, I want to do a Patreon episode about it or something. Anybody who's played it will know. I can't say much more about it other than you have to play it. But. Trust people. Me. People here are frequently applied tags that people have used in describing this don't product. Don't spoil it. No, no, don't spoil it. We'll talk okay. about it. Okay. We'll talk about all this. Now I'm like really intrigued. Yeah. No, I'll tell you because whether or not you play it or not, uh, we'll talk about it after the show. But let me just tell you right now, yeah. play it. Everybody listening, play the game. It's free. It doesn't cost you any money. All you got to have is a computer and you can play it. But it's totally worth I'm it. Play it's, it. It's one of the best games. It's probably one of the best games I've played in the last five years. It's this good. is not a spoiler. Okay. I'm just going to say. I just clicked on it. And it says, this game is not suitable for children or those who are easily disturbed. Right. Yes. Just remember that. Oh. It's good. All right. Anyways, moving on. Feedback. Okay. Uh, all right. So, first off on our Facebook feed back is Andy Lewis says, I used to love this game. I couldn't get, ever get far, but for some reason I loved it as a kid. Playing it now, not so much. <laughs> I guess, yeah. I got the, I got the reading on that. No, sorry. Sorry, Andy. Timmy Mac. I agree with Andy. I got it a long time ago and played it a lot, but it's so dang difficult. Update. Going back to the game... It's a lot more fun than I remembered. Currently having a blast going for a high score, which he did. And came in fourth? Yes. Uh, above you. That's all I know. It was above both of us, actually, Timmy. Oh. Yeah. 
So the only person you beat outside of me was Andy's. Oh, okay. And uh, Andrew Code says, never played it. Could it be as good as this? And it is a gif of a chihuahua dressed as a tank. <laughs> it's awesome. Everybody's good. Go to the Facebook yeah, group it's and check sick. it out. It's pretty awesome. Uh, Jacob McClinahan says, I didn't know this game existed. I must track it down. Well, it's pretty easy to track down and pretty cheap, too. So, Stephen Michael says, I used to love this game when I was young. Looking forward to seeing if it holds up. Also looking to top the high-score leaderboards. Well, we know how that turned out. <laughs> yeah, we do. All right. James Bennis, Elaine Bennis's uh, brother. Get it. I get it. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> great game. Remember it being difficult. You know it's a. You know it's not a great joke whenever you have to ask them if they get it. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, Jan Ian Hook. I have to edit his. Yes, this is the stuff. All right. Steve Nix right. says between this and Tiger Heli. I got my overhead shooter fix at my cousin's place growing up. Played it a lot. And quite difficult. Uh, and quite bad going old school with GTA on the opposing soldiers. Sorry, I call it warriors. Adam Malone says, God, not in my collection. Gotta hit the local shop this weekend, I guess. Cecil Dredge says, Sweet, this is a fun game. Kind of reminds me of Jackal, but with tanks. It does. I agree with that. I think I even made that comment earlier. Yeah, you did. Steven Stone, one of my favorites growing up. It really is basically Ikari Warriors and a tank. But super fun and challenging nonetheless. Trevor Franklin says, As much as I hate to self-promote, cough, cough, I played this for the first time when we reviewed it on Retro Bliss. It's possibly the game, it's possibly the game me and my co-host disagreed on most. I really had a blast with it. And plan to go back to it. But he really didn't like the quirkier aspects or high difficulty. However, we both agreed that the dialogue is ear piercing and horrible. Alright. One thing that I read to me about the dialogue was that when you saved the prisoners, mm-hmm. they just thanks. Yeah, I know. So just ungrateful. It. Just it. Thanks. Alright, and rounding us out is Dave Vault. Who says never played it, but always loved the box art. LOL. The box <clears> art is pretty, pretty, it's pretty sweet. It's pretty sweet. I do like it. I do also think that SNK was trying to jump on that Konami train a little bit because mm-hmm. their box arts, their boxes are usually like silver bordered, which was kind of a Konami thing. So yeah. I think they were just trying to get, get on that hype train a little bit. All right. All right. We got a we got a tweet. Says from me, you Magoo. Says this was a childhood favorite. Rented it all the time till I got a complete inbox copy. Ooh. Always thought it was a fun, addictive game. With that, well, maybe this time I will get further. Never finished it, but still lots of fun. Thank you, me, you, Mister Goo, Mister Magoo, 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 Mister Magoo. Mr. Magoo. All right. Uh, we do have two voicemails, three iTunes reviews. Oh, wow. Yeah. 
Excited. The first iTunes review is from G. Walker. G. Walker says, I hate gaming podcasts, but... I hate gaming podcasts, but you guys are the best. You're one of the only podcasts I heard so far that's worth listening to. I own rock demos. I own demos, but your NES talk almost inspires me to buy an, an NES again. Update. I ended up buying a retrain. Been tr- playing NES games when I can, thanks to the two dudes who are also great Facebook friends now. Woohoo! Woohoo! Thank you. Five stars. Yeah, thank you. All right, the next one is from Stark Scraps. It says, Great show. Five stars. A really fun, super chill show, usually involving two dudes, sometimes more, rarely less, talking about NES games. In addition to the show, this podcast has launched a fantastic fan community, which I agree. We we do have a fantastic fan community. Yeah, yeah. Which that we launched, you are correct there, but we did not do the work to put it together. No, we did. To build it up. That's all you guys. All the guys. Yeah. And then one more. This is actually not a new iTunes review. This is a fixed iTunes review from Uh Tiki Baby. Uh It is now five stars. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to skip the the original part because it's the same, but I'll just give you the updated part. It says, sorry for giving you two stars. I meant to give you five stars. Also, I have two questions real quick. One, can you play my voicemail, please, if you can find it? Which we did on the Christmas episode, Tiki Baby, so listen to that. You were talking about your YouTube channel. Yep. And Bill and Ted, I believe. And then two, her question two is, have you seen Stranger Things? And if so, who's your favorite character? So, I have not seen Stranger Things. I'm probably one of the few people in society that uh, hasn't seen it. So I can't really uh, comment on it. So I must say, what's wrong with you? you just I know. not interested? Or just don't have time? I just don't have time. Nope. I haven't had a lot of time because I've been traveling so much on these interviews. I see. But the interviews are pretty much done. I've got one more left. And then it's, you know, smooth sailing. And I have plenty of time to catch up on uh, on shows that I need to catch up on and also starting some new ones. And also to play Doki Doki Literature Club. Right, I gotta play that. So That's not get, a very long game, actually. So It's only like, I think it took me like four or five hours total. So, Stranger Things, you watch it? I do watch it. Uh, I watch both seasons. And my favorite character is Steve. I like Steve. Well, I'm gonna say my favorite character is Barb. I don't know who Barb is, but I'll tell you what, that it was an answer on a crossword that I played yesterday. Okay, all right. So. <laughs> well, then you probably shouldn't watch Stranger Things then if Barb is your favorite character. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> I did watch the first two episodes of the Punisher series on Netflix. Oh, I have not tried it yet. That was really good. Is it? Yeah. I've been thinking about trying it because it does look pretty. I've always been a fan of the Punisher character. I yeah. think he's cool. Uh, but anyways, thank you to the iTunes review, Tiki Baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Steve is my favorite character. And I like him because he is cool, uh, and he's funny, and uh, he's actually a good-hearted dude, which is different from Jonathan, who is selfish, in my opinion. Really? And we can get into that on another show. After I've uh, watched After Justin has watched it, and if anybody else wants to join in, Come on by. 
Anyways. Alright. Want a voicemail? Yeah. Alright. Let me get it pulled up here and let me stall by saying random things. <laughs> uh, would you like to say some random things while I. Well, I can tell stall? my Switch story. Yes. So please, I finally played the Switch. Switch. It's only been out for, you know, forever. A year almost. <laughs> and I went over to. So I was over traveling for an interview in North Carolina that my wife's sisters also live in. And so we were going over to one of her sister's houses and when we walked in, I immediately noticed a switch sitting on the the uh, table. It's like, mm-hmm. it was her boyfriend's switch. Didn't care. I didn't care whose it was. I was going to play it. Walked <laughs> over, we picked it up, started playing it. And I played Super Mario Odyssey and it is awesome. I mean, it's almost worth getting the buying a switch just for the get that game uh, just yeah, what little bit of played with awesome. it yeah i don't know that i would say that it's worth getting the switch for that game alone because the game is really there's a lot to do in it but the main part of the game if that's all you want to do there's not a whole lot yeah to just plan the main part but if you want to collect all the moons there's a ton of replay value there but with the, what's on the system now it's totally worth it at this point yeah yeah yeah, yeah. That plus so, all the plus everything else. Yeah, it's pretty right. sweet. Sweet, I'm glad you got to play it. Yeah. All right, voicemail number one. Dudes, what's up? This is Jay Z NES, also known as John Drossic with Mario. But uh, anyway, hey, I thought you guys were doing Silver Surfer up next. That's pretty crazy. Finally, after all this time, uh, haven't listened through all the episodes yet, but uh. I'm glad to support you guys on Patreon. I will play that one. Thanks for the Patreon support, by the way, John. I'll play that one on the Silver Surfer if I remember. Actually, we need to do the Silver Surfer. Yeah, we do. We need to do that episode. The last episode. With with uh, the wee guy. Yeah, we need to get a hold of it. He, he just, maybe he lives in somewhere del- different now. Oh, yeah. So it's the it time difference. The time difference is pretty rough. Okay, let me. Here's the other one. So that one, sorry, that one's not really a voicemail for this episode. Dudes, what's up? It's John, uh, John Zarafik here, Jay Z NES, as it were. And uh, saw that you guys are doing Iron Tank next, and I played that game a little bit. I think it's pretty good. Um, the guy in there is named Snake. Now I don't know if that's a solid snake or what, but that'd be pretty cool uh, of a tie in there if it, if it was the real actual snake. But anyway. Uh, yeah, pretty decent overhead shooter by SNK there. Uh, hopefully, hopefully you guys enjoyed it. It's, uh, it's kind of hard, actually. I, I never really made it that far into it, but it's one of the earlier NES games I got when I was doing my set there. So, uh, yeah, hopefully you guys enjoyed it, and I will talk to you next time. Bye. Thanks for the call, John. That would be, I guess that's your second call, and I only played half part of your first one. <laughs> But thanks. We definitely appreciate the calls, and we also appreciate the Patreon support, buddy. Yeah, man. So, uh, thank you, thank you. That is, that is it, I believe. All right. Wow, good episode. Not bad, not bad. Thanks, uh, Richard, for the pick. We we enjoyed playing it. It's a good game. Uh, Of course, you can always... Uh, find us on two dudes in the nest.com, nintendudes.com, and nestdudes.com, as well as Facebook, Twitter, Google. Ryan Ballard didn't write in this weekend, but you can next time. 
Mm-hmm. Um, we've also got the voicemail, uh, which you can click on our website, or you can call 775-7-RETRO-1. There you go. And also, shout out to all the uh, retro junkies, except for Genesis Gems. Mm-hmm. That's about it. Uh, we dude, we guy. We guy. Thank you to the we guy on YouTube for the music. Uh, he does the music. Fox he doesn't dude. do it. F- he doesn't do it for us. Right. Uh, he does it for everybody. So if you want to go on YouTube and listen to stereoized NES tunes, he's on YouTube as the we guy. Also, um, Fox dude for all of our sweet logos. And yes. also, I would normally never suggest going to the Genesis Gems. Uh, wait, wait, where's the stop speaker. button? Hold on, hold on, on hold on. So, okay. But if you'd like to see some dance moves of Aaron Hickman's. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah. If we're going to do some embarrassing, that's good. <laughs> you might want to go to the Genesis Gems Facebook page. Just because I say that. He does have some, uh, he does have some moves. <laughs> and he's getting down too. It's not like a. It's just not. It's not like a little. I mean, little shimmy. It's like straight no, up dancing. No wonder he's been so successful in his weight loss. I mean, he's right. going. Yeah, if, if I dance like that every day, I'd be. I'd be losing weight too. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so, anyway. Okay. Here's the music for the next game. I screwed the last one up, by the way. So we're gonna get Strider music twice. Sweet. Oh, well. All right. All right. See you, everybody. Bye-bye.